in India, there's a kind of a, a stigma about foreign languages because there are so many languages within this country. So it was like I had to fight the dragon. But then once I got into access, uh, I saw the fun side of the language and I got to ride the dragon for my advantage. So that is Ati Paraman Bhumani from Chennai, India, also known as Ati. He's one of our super alumni, as he's about to tell you. I am an alumni of American Councils, I'm an alumni of the Access Microscholarship Program, an alumni of Global UGRAV Exchange Program, and also the University of... So I've known Ati for a few years now through all of these different programs. Recently, we were together at a digital storytelling workshop being held for Access alumni in Chennai, India. He stood out at the workshop with his fantastical dragon metaphor to tell the story of his access journey, but he also stood out by rallying a group to produce an audio story as an episode for CampCasts for this podcast. I wanted to get a chance to talk with him a little more about his motivations and his journey and his story as an alumni of the Access program. So I'm your host, Ruby. This is CampCasts. And we are sitting next to a pool with its lovely breezes and screaming children trying to have a conversation to learn more about Mr. Atipan. If I were to uh, divide my life, like how the historians divide history of time as mm -hmm. current era and before current era, I would say after Axis and before Axis. Well, so uh, the story is inspired from How to Train Your Dragon movie. Um, I am a third generation English speaker, so I, I would say that my English language, I had the vocabulary and was capable of speaking in English. However, before I joined Access, I, was, I always saw English as a foreign language and as a difficult thing that I had to do to get to places. So it was like I had to fight the dragon, but then once I got into Access, uh, I saw the fun side of the language and I got to ride the dragon for my advantage. So that's, that's the metaphor I was going for. Is there a special affinity for how to train your dragon? I mean, why dragon? In India, there's a, this kind of a, a stigma about foreign languages because there are so many languages within this country that people, they give so much importance to their own language that they don't want to learn other languages, even if it's going to help them. However, English is kind of a, it is an established lingua franca of, of not just the globe, but also for India, because there are so many languages, like I mentioned earlier. And people saw English as something that came in and it caused, uh, it, it caused a lot of distraction for them because the people who did not know English, they had to pay the price. However, English doesn't have, I, I think people should uh, change their outlook towards the language and should actually see it as, a, see it as a, a tool that would help them like much like how in the movie uh, the dragon it, at, peop, at first people thought that it was ca causing so much damage and uh, they did not see any use out of it but actually once the hero uh, went ahead and befriended a dragon everyone saw the good side of the dragon and they started riding it and so you've chosen to train your dragon uh, yeah, in a, in a way, yeah. <laughs> um, your dragon being English. Can you just recap some of the opportunities that you've had over the last few years? Like, what have you gotten to do because you chose to train your dragon? So, I did 
joining the access class it came at a, it came at a cost because i had to balance my college education along with access but however i am really glad that i did so because a lot of opportunities came through access like i got to go to the camp future stars a camp in pune that was run by the american council and i got to meet people from afghanistan and different parts of india so i got this opportunity to have a cross cultural interaction i got to interact with so many people from such different backgrounds that i got to my perspectives about things changed like the perspectives that i had about the united states or the people from different states in india changed as i got to interact with them so that i would say is the major takeaway that i had hmm. through this access program okay cool while you were living in the us was there anything that you learned about india what i learned was that the problems that we have in india uh, america being a relatively more developed nation does not have the same problems that we have in india however there are different kind of problems that hmm. the uh, united states is facing so what i learned from the us is that india though we think that poverty is the only problem we have here there are also a lot of other problems that exist all over the world and i realized that each country though none of the countries are perfect each country could does have something to learn from each other hmm. what is one thing that you think that the us could learn from india um in india it, we are a very diverse kind of people uh, ethnically uh, uh, on the basis of languages and how we look and a lot of other stuff and in us uh, in us is regarded as the melting pot of the world however they are still having some difficulties with that unity in diversity kind of stuff and i think the us could help learning some things from india from what i know of you you're an kind of an enigmatic young man you're <laughs> you're intellectual you're curious you're very studious and at the same time um very social very funny very creative <laughs> and so you kind of had this surprising mix and blend of a personality um that i think has really driven your success in terms of what you've been involved in yep i believe that too i've always been creative because my parents they have inspired me to be creative um they have my my mother uh, is a freelance journalist so she has inspired me to write uh, some stories and uh, i've been pub- published in various children's magazines oh, wow. and um and i would definitely say that uh, the fact that i'm curious and that i am passionate about a lot of things is one of the reasons i have been able to grab on to the opportunities that access or any other programs that i uh, have presented to me in my life and i have been able to achieve success through these opportunities i want to know a little bit about young atipan like who were you when you were growing up what were some of the things that that you were really interested in or what did you dream about becoming as a young um, man when i was young yeah i was really uh, like i was really interested in computers and everything related to technology so i originally when i was like in the fifth grade i wanted to become an engineer so that i can deal with computers my entire life and like i said uh, like i mentioned earlier i have always been creative uh, i i worked for chitti vigran a leading children's magazine in south india i worked for them as a student journalist and i have uh, i've been published in a lot of magazines all right 
So, um, this podcast story, you were the primary writer and impetus behind the podcast story that we are about to share. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, can you tell us about who, what is it called, who performs in it, and kind of what influenced the story that we're going to listen to? Um, so the podcast is called Not a Plenty More o- uh, Fish in the Ocean. So uh, it was performed by me, uh, my good friend Rafi, and uh, the music was composed by Salma Sharin and Harishma. So it was supposed to be a silly podcast that... Uh, that was solely intended to make people laugh. But then, I uh, should have a twist or a strong message at its end that people would never see coming. So, the, uh, I, had, I saw this documentary uh, about how the oceans are getting polluted and how the plastic that we are dumping in the oceans are flocking, to, uh, like flocking together and how they are having a negative effect on the marine life and the uh, birds that are that are dependent upon the ocean for their livelihood, and it really had a huge impact on me. So I thought this podcast could be a way I could share that uh, impact, uh, and I could make an impact on my own, of my own, so that it would make at least a minor difference, at least in the minds of people. Yeah. And so, after hearing from the writer himself, here is Not a Plenty More Fish in the Ocean, written by Ati and performed by himself, Rafi, Selma, and Harishma. Hello, folks. One day, our hero met when fishing just like any other Sunday, but... Sorry, I bumped into you like that. I was distracted looking for a shoe. I'm Zakir. What's your name? I'm Matt. And who goes to a lake looking for shoes? You are the one to talk. What were you fishing for? Fish, obviously. Oh, I'm afraid I can say the same. Whatever, man. Just go away. You know what's the problem with pickles? I really don't care. They taste nothing like shoes. Huh? Do you ever wonder why? You bet. Do you know why though? Because it's not a shoe. Yeah, sure. Why were you looking for shoes anyway? Not shoes. Just one. I already have one. Well, that makes it better. Anywho, I wish I could help, but I really don't want to. You know what's wrong with your football? Let me guess, it doesn't taste like shoes? What? No, seriously man, getting your head in your game. I don't want a part of the game. I'm afraid, you already are. Huh, what? Wait a sec, I think I've got a fish. <gasps> really tin? I hope it's a shoe. Huh? Huh? Oh, bless your soul. You fished me some shoes within Ansol. Huh, apparently so. Doesn't make a lot of sense, but you got what you wanted anyway. So just take it and go away. Not so fast, Matthew. That's a lefty. I need my right foot a shoe. What do you think are the odds of that? Matthew, yes. Some wisdom for you. My real name is Dr. Pakshi Rajan, a Mayan left enthusiastic. 
I'm looking for a shoe in lake because I know the human have dumped an F. The ecosystem is so very fragile. We humans can't afford to take it for granted anymore. Let's stop dumping our garbage in rivers and oceans because ultimately someone's got to pay the price. Thank you to Atipan for the interview. All of the music in this episode was original, created by students or myself. And if you are interested in other podcasts that are created by American councils or that involve international education and exchange, there is Sounds of Leap, which is available on Podbean and Overcast and iTunes. There's also the 2233 podcast, which is a great, great podcast focusing on international exchange stories, uh, as particularly of people who've gone through programs sponsored by the State Department. So check out both of those, and we will see you next time.